Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. We're talking NHL, NBA, NFL, and everything in between. BetOnline continues to be that top online resource for you for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Listen to this. All you have to do is head on over to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And also a quick message from St. Bonaventure University online master's journalism program. You know, here on the ML Sports Platter, I got to tell you, we pride ourselves on being able to talk about a little of everything in the sports world. There may be off seasons for your favorite leagues and teams, but there's no downtime. Free agent signings, coaching changes, and more. It means there's always stories to tell. I learned a lot about sports reporting and storytelling during my time at St. Bonaventure University, where I just visited this past weekend, by the way, including how to find the most interesting stories. And SBU has that long-standing reputation for training future journalists, including Woj, Donna DeTota, Mike Vaccaro, myself, and many more. This reputation continues with its online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism. And this entirely online degree option, it builds podcasting and interviewing and research skills needed in a changing media landscape. We live it every day. Students learn how to follow high professional standards as they tell nuanced stories about the sports we love. You don't need to have any writing or broadcasting experience to start this program. Just a passion for the profession. SBU doesn't require an application fee or GRE or GMAT score. Makes it easy to apply, right? Students complete this program in less than two years while learning important lessons in sports journalism from experienced faculty and accomplished alums. All you need to do now, contact an enrollment advisor today at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com to learn more about St. Bonaventure's sports journalism program. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy, Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, Jam and Beats, and our great friend Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Make sure you go with Brian today. Tax-efficient retirement planning. He can help you out whether you have a youngster going to college, you're retiring, maybe you're moving out of your house. He's got every financial plan you could possibly need. Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Huge tip of the cap. Thank you as well to friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley, Daryl Abert, and the Alonzo family. So what is next for Syracuse basketball, right? I mean, this has been just an absolute roller coaster of a season. Um, you know, and I'm recording this fresh off the loss at Miami, a game in which I thought for a long time, I thought Syracuse was playing a great game. I thought that they played the game that they needed to play. Uh, this was an, uh, an unbelievable opportunity for Syracuse to uh, you know, get a win against a ranked team. We know Syracuse, the resume does not look good, obviously, for the NCAA tournament. I know they won a string of games and all the rest recently, but nothing that's going to boost that resume in front of the committee, right? But this game, different story, man. You're facing going into it a 14 and three Miami team, a team that was five and two in conference, obviously improving to 15 and three and six and two respectively. But you know, a top 20 team, a good team, a really good team. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the job that Jim Laranega has done down there has been absolutely 
uh, you know, nothing short of amazing. And we know him from his George Mason uh, days, right? Getting them to a Final Four in 2006. And he's just gotten Miami into a really, really, really great spot athletically. Um, he's gotten them into a really good spot from a recruiting standpoint. He's using the NIL. He's using the transfer portal. He's using that South Beach weather to his advantage, right? I mean, the guy really has a spring in his step. And Miami's been a great fit for him. And Miami's got a really, really good team. This was a golden opportunity for Syracuse to get a win on the board and erase a previous loss. You know, erase a previous bad loss. Do I think Syracuse could beat Colgate and Bryant right now? Yeah, I do. But those games are over. And they got blown out at home by both of those teams. Those are bad, bad resume games. <laughs> There's no other way to say it. No disrespect to Bryant, who I, 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 I like watching play. Charles Pride, I covered him in high school at CBA in Liverpool. Um, you know, Colgate always, always had a, a huge respect for um, you know, Coach Langle and the entire group there. But, I mean, honestly, like, you know, you, you can't, not only can you not lose, you know, on your home floor, uh, you know, to those two teams if you're Syracuse, but you can't lose, <laughs> you can't lose in the, in the fashion you did. I mean, you got blown out. It wasn't like you had a, you know, buzzer beater or something at the end. You were a little off. No, 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 no. Like, you got absolutely shellacked in those games. So, um, Syracuse, they had uh, a four-point lead at, at, at halftime. Uh, they were getting Joe Girard going, although he ended up finishing one of eight. Neither team shot it great from three, but they were getting Joe Girard going, you know, off-ball, driving, uh, quality shots, great shot selection. This has been a team that shot fairly well all year from the floor. Uh, Jesse Edwards, you know, they were they were out-rebounding Miami. They were hustling to the ball. They were moving the ball pretty nicely. They were getting a great game out of Benny Williams. Um and then in the fourth, in the second half, Miami outscores Syracuse 48 to 40, and they start getting all the rebounds, right? They're down 11, and they start getting all the rebounds, and a lot of them were offensively. So it was second and third chance points. And on the other end, and it was elimination of Syracuse's second and third chance points. Miami ends up going up in the rebound total 40 to 36. They end up shooting 41.7% from the floor, which is a, a, an improvement. They drove to the lane. They saw things. Uh, Syracuse was out of position multiple times. On defense, Miami got to the line. They had 28 free throw attempts. They made 25. That is a huge, huge number. Uh, <clears throat> you know, and they beat Syracuse 82 to 78. And you, you're going to look at, I know what people are going to do, and I know Judah Mintz tweeted about this. Um, you know, I know that a lot of people are going to go ahead and just, you know, run to the end of the game and go, oh my gosh, Judah Mintz, you know, you, you what a horrible uh, play. He lost the game at the end. Da, da, da. Judah Mintz didn't play well the entire game. And there were several factors why Syracuse did not win this basketball game. I mean, several factors. From the rebounding, to shots not going in, to getting a disappearing act from a couple of players. I mean, on and on it goes. Jesse Edwards had a great overall game. But the last 8 or 10 minutes, he had to be better rebounding the ball. I mean, for a guy who went double-double, he didn't get any big rebounds towards the end there. And I think Syracuse... You know, if they get a couple of extra rebounds, they win the game. Or if Judah Mintz plays, you know, just an average game, they certainly win. I mean, you know, that that play was very frustrating if you're an SU fan, right? I mean, you're down two. Uh, you know, it came after Edwards did get a very good defensive rebound after the Wong miss jumper. You know, Mintz goes in and, and just goes completely out of control and, you know, tries to kind of score on a bigger, taller player, and it was just not a great move. And, 
You know, look, I have an article coming out in Table Hopping Central New York in February. I wrote it in the middle of the month. It's hard because it's a monthly publication. Wanted to write something as you hoops, but we have several games to go until February. So if you listen to this show or if you read those articles and it's not as timely, that's why it's a monthly publication. But a lot of the things I get into are, you know, going to stand in February. A lot of the things I talk about in the article, <clears throat> they're going to stand because Syracuse, I, I still feel like maybe we just don't know how good this team is, right? How, or how bad they are. I, I mean, who who are they right now? They're twelve and seven. They're five and three in the conference. Uh, they've got you know a couple of big games coming up. Obviously, they go at Georgia Tech, home for Carolina, at Virginia Tech, and then a Monday nighter at home against Virginia. I mean, this next four game stretch is really really tough. Uh, Blacksburg is one of the toughest places to play. I think North Carolina still got their best basketball ahead of them. They've struggled this year. Baycott went down the other night, scary injury, fought through it, played. I think he got a double-double in that game. Uh, you know, at Georgia Tech is a toss-up. And Virginia at home is going to be absolutely just a, 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 a suffocating defense. And Tony Bennett's team, you know, and Syracuse, they've played some for the ages in the past. So we'll see if SU can steal one there. There's still some opportunity for Syracuse to win some games and get rid of some of the bad losses and try to boost that resume. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, it is going to be extremely difficult for this team to go on a heavy, heavy run and make the NCAA tournament. Is it possible? Sure, but they have a ton of work to do. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Stanley Law Offices together They'll work to get you the maximum reward. And I want to throw a tip of the cap thank you out there as well to Jam and Beats, Bowers and Company, CPAs, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and our great friends over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Log on today, become a better leader professionally and personally. Go with Scott and his team. Bunch of classes online at vcgtransforms.com. I'm going to get into more SU basketball next here on the ML Sports Platter. Back with you here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Burn Dairy and the Al and Angus Pub. Stop by for the best darn Angus burger in town, alanangaspub.com, for more information if you're in and around central New York. So let's get more into this basketball team uh, with Syracuse here. I mean, look, right now, still, still, mid-January, we don't know how good this team really is, right? Ups and downs, dynamite individual performances, Joe Girard. <clears throat> you know, doing his thing as a big part of those, Jesse Edwards for sure. There have been late eggs. There's been inconsistent play. There are moments when you think this team could make noise in the NCAA tournament should they get there while in the bubble. And stop me, of course, if you've heard that before. But look, truth be told, as of this podcast, they're getting better. They should have won the game at Miami. And it's a good thing because oftentimes it's about timing, right? And you get hot at the right time and anything can happen. And we know that SU has a few really good things going for it. I think that's, you know, if you're a fan, you want to look for positives, I'll give them to you right out of the shoot, okay? Jesse Edwards, Judah Mintz, Joe Girard, all year for the most part, you can count on that trio, okay? The 2-3 zone looks tighter and better. It loosened up a little bit against Miami and all the rest, but I think a lot of, you know, what happened down low with the contact and all that, it really got Miami to the line and got them to win the game with the rebounds and all that sort of stuff. And SU can always find a way at home in February, right? January, February. They always kind of steal one or two. Is this team capable of that? They are. You know, they are. I mean, if they play the way they did against Miami, you know, they have an offense that can go off at any time. The question becomes, can you do the little things and defend down the stretch to win? And Syracuse did not do that at Miami. That's where the 11-point uh, lead went away. And look, the ACC is terrible, and it could work against you because of a lack of quality wins. Um, 
and, 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 you know, or you can, you can stack the wins in, in the ACC and the bubble's always, you know, getting bigger because college basketball's product is completely mediocre now. So Syracuse's coaching also is always a factor. So when you take those things into consideration, right, you're, you're just rolling, rolling along on the roller coaster, man. Um, but they got work to do. I mean, in this particular game, I was really hoping with Benny Williams that maybe this would be like another Chris Bell game, right? Like maybe you could get him going because if Syracuse can get four to six guys regularly going, they're a completely different team. But it turns out that usually it's three big guys get it done and that third big guy who gets it done, you know, is making up for points somewhere else. And that was the case with Benny Williams. You cannot win basketball games with Judah Mintz scoring only three points he had five rebounds, he had six assists and all the rest. He he has a poor jump shot. He doesn't play really well from the middle of the floor, you know, that top of the key and back. He just doesn't have a great jump shot. He's a driver, a dribbler, a penetrator, uh, incredible ball control, super ass quick, right? But he doesn't have that outside game like many point guards have had in college basketball history and including Syracuse. Judah Mintz isn't a pure scorer, but he can score, if that makes sense. He's a point guard who plays the position a little bit differently than some of the other guys who have been asked to do a lot at that position in the past. Jerry McNamara from the two to the one, uh, you know, Billy Edelin before that, you've got uh, uh, Johnny Flynn, I can go on and on, Sherman Douglas, Pearl Washington, Adrian Autry, Alan Griffin. There's been a million point guards at Syracuse who are asked to be a five-tool point guard. Judah Mintz is probably a three, three-and-a-half, four-tool point guard without the outside shot, right? And But you still can't have him score three points. I mean, he's so vital to this team. But Benny Williams scores 12. So you're like, okay, well, you're making up for it there. Well, Chris Bell had three. So you have two starters with six points. Um, and then you had three starters when you take Gerard and Edwards and Williams, who scored 58 for you. And you're going, okay, that's a lot of points. What, what, what The other two guys only give you six. Okay, well, they're 64. You look at the general sense of the way the game was going. You need some bench points. Well, guess what? Eight for Taylor. He's getting active, and Justin Taylor's been really, really good the last few games. Uh, and then two points for Torrance, two for Ema, two for Brown. You know, bench point-wise, 10, 14, is that enough? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, you know, I just look at it like, man, I, I'm sitting there going, geez, you know, Bell goes one for six. Again, Judah Mintz, bad decision at the end of the game, played a poor game overall, but it wasn't just on him. Uh, you do need more from him. You need more than three points, but it wasn't just on Judah Mintz. You know, I'm going to myself, hey, Chris Bell makes, uh, you know, two more of those shots, right? They get two more rebounds down the stretch. Jesse Edwards and company, you know, he had 25 points and 11 rebounds. But again, other than the defensive rebound late, he could not get more more rebounds. And Syracuse couldn't as, as you know, overall as a team. Um, and, and Miami just, just killed him on the boards late in the game. Um, you know, Omir, the forward is a handful. Obviously he went for 16 and 16, uh, you know, pack had 15 Miller scored 13. They got a big boost from Beverly off the bench with 16. Uh, Walker gave them six, you know, Miami 22, 28 points. They got off the bench. You know, they outscored Syracuse's bench by, uh, you know, 14, they doubled them up. And, uh, you know, when you're missing two uh, players in your starting five, like Syracuse was, you know, that that's a big difference. You got to have a bunch more from your bench and Miami did, they only had nine points from Wong, and they had five from Poplar, but uh, they were able to, uh, to to really, you know, produce a lot off the bench and and, and, and hurt Syracuse. So uh, nearly doubled them up there, 16-6, and six, what is that, 22-2, and two, 24, and, and Syracuse had, uh, 
you know, they had 14 points off the bench. So it, it was it was a tough game to watch if you're a Syracuse fan because they really should have won this game. I don't think there's any any doubt about it. Um, they they really should have. Um, you know, and if they could just get one or both going regularly, Williams or Bell, maybe Malik Brown, maybe Justin Taylor. But again, as bench players and development players, hey, you know what? They're not going to be all the way there where you can count on those guys. And that's where I think, and Bell's a freshman too, and I understand this is a young team. Uh, they have a lot of potential. They're improving. They play solid fundamental games. A lot of these guys, I mean, Brown, Bell, Williams, you know, Taylor. But again, the inconsistency, and you're either young and raw or you're young and dominant, right? I mean, you're young and dominant if you're Carmelo Anthony. You're young and raw if you're Judah Mintz. Uh, not Judah Mintz. You're young and raw if you're Malik Brown. You're young and raw if you're Taylor developing. You're young and raw if you're Bell. Uh, you're young and raw still if you're a young player like Benny Williams. Um, you know, and a lot of people say, well, freshmen or sophomores by now. I mean, come on, it's time to figure things out. Not that simple. Not that simple. Um, you know, and look, can they steal a win or two against Clemson, Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech? Yeah, maybe. But you just don't know what team's going to show up on a nightly basis. And that's basically how the story has developed around college basketball, maybe more this year than any year I can ever remember. But February has to be the month for this SU basketball team. Okay, they have to make it up. They got blown out at the Dome by Bryant and Colgate, lost to St. John's, got mopped by Illinois by 29. They needed overtime to beat Richmond. This team needs to get its you-know-what together. And listen, there are two other factors to consider. They're big ones. Syracuse is a very young team, okay? That, that's all there is to it. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but let me dive deeper, okay? You know, SU's other first-year players are pretty raw outside of Judah Mintz, okay? And that creates that inconsistent play, Okay? It does. Secondly, Syracuse, on any given night, they can light it up from three-point range. They really can. So if a few things aren't going their way one night, they go nine for 20 from three, it masks a lot of those other problems, right? Think of an average secondary ground game offensive line in the NFL. But you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Josh Allen, you've got an elite quarterback to bail you out. Same deal, and we know the three start and end as a team with Gerard. Um, and, you know, Syracuse, look, if you're thinking about, well, just go win the ACC tournament, this team historically has not been great in the ACC tournament since they made the move. On paper, SU doesn't look the part to go win the whole thing, but let's be honest, you know what? Maybe they could get that automatic bid this year, right? If there was ever one year you could go do it in the ACC with it being down, maybe it's this year. And, uh, you know, so we're here waiting and wondering, right? Well, we're going to go to the games. We're going to watch the games. We're going to use it to get through the winter weather. And, um, you know, once we hit, you know, mid-February and think about spring, every game is is a bunch more crucial, right? It really is. And, Part of spring is March, and we got the madness and the buzzer beaters and late game drama. And Central New York's a great place to be when Syracuse is in it, and it's wall to wall basketball. And, and SU can still get there for sure, but again, a bunch of of work to be done. And you know, Jim Beheim, he said it for years and years and years in his almost fifty years of coaching on the SU Hill. People really only remember how you play at the end. So let's see what SU has to offer here moving forward. But that was just a brutal loss against Miami. I honestly did think that they had it in the bag. ML Sports Platter here. Thanks for listening. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy. Get on over to Burn Dairy and gas up your vehicle. Grab the hot chocolate, the co the uh, amazing uh, uh, chocolate milk and coffee and donuts on your way into work as well. Burn Dairy, it's all good. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well, the Camillus Golf Club, Jam and Beats, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our terrific friends, at Ken's Auto Detailing, Route 11 in Brewerton and Cicero area. If you're in and around Central New York, get the inside-outside full detail, the wax and the wash, the chrome coating for the wintertime. The place is absolutely outstanding. You drive away from the lot like you have a brand-new car. Get on over to Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. As I always tell you, 
Enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.